0: Hey On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your host Raul Lascano and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student-athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your host, Raul Lascano, you're On The Clock. It makes it easier, easier to In Venice, bottles, in the Nine. Nine. I guess I got my swagger back Nine. Nine. What's going on on the clock, fans, man? Oh my goodness A little, a little hole for you Back in the day, ho, man, that's what's up, man Hey, On The Clock fans, I got a fantastic show for you I got so much going on uh, This is going to be a, a great one for me, personally uh, I have a great special guest that will be coming on to the show a little bit later uh, Her name is Deborah Driggs, a former Playboy model Who you've seen on MTV, Howard Stern uh, She's also been on, on different networks She's also uh, done so many different cover models she cover photos. She's going to be joining the show I'm super excited for that On the sports side of it, man, I got a lot to talk about, man uh, shout out to the Tampa Bay Lightning taking game one. We're gonna talk a little bit about that, not too much. I want to get into MLB, Hector Santiago getting ejected for the sticky substance and what that means for the for the MLB. And also, I got the Phoenix Suns, man. I got a lot of, I gotta get a lot off my chest about that man. They haven't been living up to the hype. And uh, uh, somebody's on the hot seat that I've been saying for, for days now. That that something needs to change. So don't go anywhere. We're gonna go. We have everything for you. Man, it's a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday. Let's get it going, man. What's up, man? Let's do it. Welcome to Havana. Smoking Cubanos with Castro and Cabanas. Vijay, Mexico. Cubano. Dominicano. All the plugs that I know. Travin Benson. Oh, man. What's going on on the clock? This is your boy, Raul Luscano, man. Listen, thank you for joining me on this beautiful Tuesday, man, uh, uh, June the 30th. I'm excited. I got a lot of things going on here. I got a very special guest, like I mentioned earlier. It's going to be awesome. But first and foremost, let's go ahead and let's give a shout-out to our sponsors. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Dr. Squatch. Dr. Squatch is a changing the way men approach hygiene by providing all-natural, high-quality products such as bars of soap, shampoo, conditioner, colognes, beard oils, and much, much more. Uh, They make you feel like a man, but yet... Smell like a champion. All soaps are made right here in the U.S. using the finest all-natural ingredients, Dr. Squash Soap. Trust me, fellas, you definitely don't want to uh, enter the shower. I, I promise you it's going to change how you, how you change the world with your soap, man. It'll change your life. I promise you. I, I've tried it myself. Uh, I recommend Pine Tar. That's the one that's probably the best one that I really love, uh, especially the ladies. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Try the World. Try the World is the first gourmet tour around the world. No plane ticket needed. Go on to try the and subscribe to receive a gourmet box from a different country like France, Japan, Brazil every month. Discover a dozen of the best gourmet and cultural finds in each box, accompanied by beautiful illustrated culture guides explaining how to enjoy the food. Try the world, listen to me. The signature box is awesome. I'm t- you guys, I've tried this as well myself. I've signed up. I've doing it, been doing it for like a month now, a month and a half. And I tell you what. Every bit of the world Especially when you're quarantined You can't go to your favorite restaurant You want to do This is pretty much How you want to live, man I'm telling you And then they, also, they offer Like little snack boxes as well uh, Try the World also offers snack boxes Like five different snacks From five different countries uh, Every month And that's a little bit cheaper But it's, it's Let me tell you something Nothing wrong with trying To taste a little bit of the world So let's get into it On the clock, fans I thank you so much for listening Oh my goodness! It, there's been so much going on in sports. Um, it's been a while since I got to talk to you guys for for a minute now, uh, and ladies, uh, it's been a it's been a it's been a little while, man. I want to give a shout out to Tampa Bay Lightning winning five to one over Montreal uh, last night. Uh, during the Stanley Cup finals, it's so exciting to have Tampa Bay Lightning back into the finals. Uh, Stanley Cup wise, it just lives up to the hype that Tampa Bay is is Champa Bay right now. It lives up to the hype that our sports teams are in it to win it. It, it makes it exciting for around here in Tampa. Um, I, I, I don't know. Since me living here in Tampa, I've I've grown to love hockey. I never liked it before. And I won't say not like it. I just didn't know much about it. I didn't know much about the power play. I didn't know the, st- the strategic side of, of hockey. So it was exciting to watch. Uh, I got to watch every minute of it. And I tell you what, exciting, exciting. Uh, leading, uh, and I don't want to butcher any of the Tampa Bay Lightning fans, uh, uh, Lightning, I'm sorry, players. If you fans, don't kill me. Don't, don't you know, chop me up or beat me up too bad on social media. Uh, the one, the goal that I love was Rove goal i liked his goal the best uh getting in front of the nest his beautiful slap shot it was beautiful to see so shout out to the Tampa Bay Lightning for winning five to one we're definitely behind you the city's behind you uh and again me and my kids we watched it i went to uh, real quick i went to a Tampa Bay Lightning game man i want to say two years ago three years ago and we got the seats right by the by the glass and i tell you what man a whole not respect for hockey players. you can watch it on you know you can watch it on TV, but you don't get to hear the sounds. you don't feel the ice, how cold it is in the arena. so you it's major shout I know I know I couldn't play hockey man, especially watching how big and tall these dudes are moving like you know hundred miles an hour with a stick in their hand. It's it's pretty pretty intense to watch, man. So shout out to the to the Lightning, great great job. Uh, moving on, I, listen, I've been wanting to talk about this for for a little bit. I know it happened uh, like two days ago, um, but Hector Santiago for the Mariners. Uh, look, I, you know it's unfortunate he becomes the first pitcher in Major League Baseball to be ejected for an illegal substance. You know what I mean? Like poor, <laughs> this guy is forever going to be in that era. But let, let's be honest here, you know. Uh, I said it on a different podcast as well. The MLB has has something that they, they got to fix, right? They don't want another Houston Astros um, happening in, in Major League Baseball. They don't want another team to find a way to cheating and this and that. And again, to be honest with you, if you really do the research, MLB has been has been stressing this illegal substance, uh, sticky stuff for about, I want to say about a year and a half now. They've been stressing about it, talks about it, things like that. Them enforcing it in the middle of the season, that to me doesn't seem very, very logical in, in any of the sense. If you're going to do this, if you're going to sit there and make a rule, you wait to the end of the season, you got to do it. Now, I know they probably felt like we have to do something now, but you haven't done anything for the last 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 years for for baseball, right? So for you to introduce this rule right now into this, it just seems like, okay, well, it seems, I don't know, seems unrealistic seems like you're fishing for somebody someone and instead of just getting that one team that one person you're kind of letting you know you got to take the whole MLB with you again I don't understand it I don't quite get it I don't um, well I mean I understand what the rules for I get that don't don't sit there in your cars thinking well how can you not get it I understand the rules I get what they're trying to do Um, but again to do this in the middle of the season to me I don't know. It doesn't seem like uh, very fair. Like, let's start this off in the very beginning. Uh, And I guess pitchers, you know, probably some of them don't take them seriously. I'm not going to lie. It is pretty fun to see the pitchers' reactions, you know, guys taking their pants off, opening up their shirts because they're upset and they feel offended that, you know, somebody would check them and they got checked three times or whatever the case may be. But Hector Santiago basically told in a press conference afterwards that he was using a a substance called Rosalind which is basically just for grip is what it is. And what he ended up getting thrown out for was the fact that he had it on his glove hand. MLB rule says you can't have any substance on your glove hand. Uh, you can have it on your pitching hand to stop the, the sweating going down to your hands. But, he, you know, the rule is that you can't have it on there. Again, I don't know. Uh, it, just, it just seems, I don't know, it seems like we want to catch people doing wrong, and, and that's good, but we have to have some kind of intelligence about it. You know what I mean? Um, but I, they wrap the glove up it's gonna be tested. He's very confident that he did nothing wrong. He you know he used what he used. Um, and he went on the quote to say I wasn't using anything besides uh, Rosen Rosin, I guess it's Rosin. I don't sorry MLB fans. Um, San Diego said that's that's what's given to us because going into this one once it came up, I was just like, I'm going to use Rosin. that's what I got. I don't want anything. I don't want this to be a big deal. Um, and he, I guess, he notified him beforehand. But more specifically, Sandoval said that he was cited for the substance being in his glove hand. Again, in his glove hand. It just makes it hard, man. I know, I know, I don't know. Baseball in general, batting wise, you know, the batters have have lost the technique of batting, man. It's not, you know, what I mean, it's it's not exactly. Uh, I don't know. It's not exactly. What it used to be. I don't know if that makes any sense. You know, everybody's pretty much swinging for the fences. Everybody wants to be that next home run guy, and I completely understand it. But you're losing the, the art of hitting, is what it seems like. And again, pitchers, everything happens. Everything has an evolution. You know, ten years ago, twelve years ago, linebackers average was maybe between five eleven and six foot. Well, now you got six foot to six two. You know what I mean? And they're moving just as, just as fast or even faster than some running backs in the NFL. So evolution of players is always going to happen. Uh, pitchers are going to get better. They're going to find uh, better techniques to, to throw a breaking ball. Now, they got away, I think they got away from foreseeing fastballs a little bit. They got away from changeups. They got away from some of the other pitches, even a good curveball every once in a while would be nice, a slider. Um, I know, I know uh, Kershaw for the Dodgers, he throws a mean freaking slider, and he's he averaging more strikeouts with his slider than any other pitch that he's throwing. So, that, you know, some guys are still doing it, but for the majority of it, I think it's a lost art. Um, some of these guys are just bigger and stronger, man. You know what I mean? It's, it's not easy hitting a 95-mile fastball, so when it gets cranked up to 98 and that thing's breaking or it's cranked up to 102 and it's coming right down the pipe faster, you know, it makes it harder to hit the ball. Um, the rule, I get it. I understand it. But once again, uh, this is not going to be the end of it. He's he's the first, but he definitely is not going to be the last one to To go through this, um, moving on to to a little bit of football, uh, Greg Olson, man, I, I I love Greg Olson. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a huge, huge Miami Hurricane fan. That's where he played. That's the university he played. Uh, you guys probably don't remember Greg Olson's famous uh, rap song that they did. They had, a, I guess it was a dormitory. I want to say fourth, fourth level boys, fourth level D boys, whatever the case was that you know uh, a bunch of young players do the rap song. I love Greg Olson, but Greg Olson had a lot to say um, uh, the other day on why uh, you know the Titan University brings uh, respect to the position. He you know he went on to go say that we have to do the same shit that fifteen million dollar left tackle has to do and run routes against the same guy that fifteen million dollar wide receiver has to do uh, when he runs routes, uh, and they're going to pay us. Seven. Seven million. So Greg Olsen pretty much expressing that he's, he's not happy that the tight ends don't get paid as much, even though they got to do what left tackles do, and then they got to go out and spread out wide and do what wide receivers do as far as running routes and things of that nature. My question to you guys, does he have a point? For me, Yeah. Greg Olson. It's not just because he's a hurricane guy. So don't don't sit there and say, oh, he's a hurricane. It has nothing to do with that shit. What has to do with it is, is they do have they are pulling double duty. Um, they do have to get in there and they have to get a three point stance and they have to go try to block a guy like Chase Young, who's on the other side, who's six five, six six, two you know, 250, 260, moving long. They have to, you know, down block, kick out block, whatever the case may be, they got to take on those guys. They also got to take on linebackers as well. Um, I know I know, if I was a tight end and I had to go across Ray Lewis or somebody or, or things like that, it, it's, shit, Teddy Bruschi. Like, it's going to be hell to pay because those guys were just animals, man. Uh, but they do have to do that. And then they got to go out wide as a wide receiver, Line up as you know, you know, uh, like a slot or whatever you want, like a Larry Fitzgerald, or whatever you want to do. Whoever's your and they got to go run routes and expect to, to catch it. Yeah, you're pulling double duty. Should they pay them more? I guess is the question, right? Should they pay them a little bit extra for what they're doing? Um, yeah, they, they, it's all the deal, all the above. I think they should pay them a little bit more. $7 million for a tight end, especially I think Kelsey and, and Kittle have really separated themselves as elite tight ends in the NFL. There's there's a hundred of them, so I know I'm forgetting a lot of them, but those two stand out to me because they're just on the scene is a, a lot. Um, and there's a lot of past great ones, Shannon Sharp, Jeremy Shockey, uh, Bubba Franks. There's a whole bunch, long list of great tight ends prior to, to Olsen. But, you know, it's good to see that somebody's take, trying to take a stand to try to bring in some revenue for those guys. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm a firm believer that you should pay the athlete. Like, if, if you're one of those guys who think that, oh, these are pampered athletes, you go train. You go do what they do, and then you, you come back and tell me if you don't think you deserve some money. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's real easy for anybody to sit there and say, oh, they should play for the love of the game. Yeah, but sometimes the game doesn't love them back. So I'm a firm believer in the athlete getting his money. I, I'm I've never complained when somebody has held out for contracts. I've never complained that somebody went for a different team to get more money. I firmly believe it because behind the scenes, the amount of repetitions, the amount of sweat, the amount of workouts, the sacrifices these gentlemen have to make, you know, day in and day out on their bodies, and then the sacrifices they have to make towards their families. Um, you know the only thing that's going to help compensate something like that is is or help make it up is money. It, it is what it is. So I just I definitely think they should get paid more. They do a hold a whole lot. And if you ever watch any of those guys in the NFL the tight end position, you know Gronk it, it sticks out to my man to my mind the most. He is freaking. I mean, he's Gronk, man. You know what I'm saying? Big freakish hands, uh, long body, strong upper body. Like Gronk is just an animal. But Gronk can burn you on a slant route. I've seen Gronk line up in the slot and take a freaking seam route and and just run by some safeties when he was in his heyday, a little bit younger. But again, man, sh- those guys should get paid a little bit extra. They should get something, some incentive bonus or something because they do have to do double duty. Um, you don't see wide receivers turning around and, and then going to play DB. That guy should d- definitely deserve a lot of money, uh, but you don't see that very often. And that's why they paid Dion Sanders so well. Deion could come on either he can jump on either side of the ball and be effective and be a threat basically um and and you definitely had to play him up and you had to watch him so I, yeah greg olson i totally agree with you um and it's not because you're a fan and if anybody that knows greg olson a friend of a friend of a friend let him know i totally agree with him and if he wants to talk about it Tell them to please hit us up on the clock twenty at gmail.com. <laughs> we'll make sure to bring them up or our IG, whichever the But Greg Olsen, you're right, man. You deserve more money. You please keep advocating for other tight ends in the league. They deserve more money as well. And now I'm not talking fifty, you know, sixty million dollars, but it'd be nice to see 14, 18, 20 million as a as an average for a good tight end and what he can bring to his football team. Uh, but anyway, moving right along, listen. Somebody's going to be on the hot seat right now, all right? And this hot seat is brought to you by Fanatics, fanatics.com. Fanatics.com sells officially licensed merchandise for NCAA, NFL, MLB, NBA, MLA, I mean NHL, MLS, and NASCAR, and many, many more. I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting a whole bunch. Uh, but they have a huge selection of jerseys, shirts, collectibles, memorabilia, hats, and many, many more. Uh, they offer over 500,000 items from all the top brands. I have ordered from Fanatics all the time. Uh, trust me when I tell you, uh, some, of the, some of the best items are come from Fanatics. I, I love shopping on there um, at times. And I have discount codes, you guys. So follow up on our website. I have discount code. You'll see the fanatics sign. Get on there and, and get your discount. But this hot seat is brought to you by Fanatics.com, and I'm, I'm the person that I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight here. And I'm, I'm not gonna try to spend too much time because I definitely want to get to my guest, uh, Deborah Diggs. Is I want to I want to get to the Phoenix Suns and especially Chris Paul. Okay. I know what you guys are telling me I'm being too hard on Chris Paul. I've been on all over Facebook and Twitter and all kinds of stuff as far as who and what's going on with Chris Paul. I, for one, am upset with Chris Paul and the way he's been playing. I don't think it's the same Chris Paul that we've been seeing. I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe this is a, a, and I hate to say it, a contributing factor to why he has never been to the finals or why he doesn't make it to the playoffs or why he struggles from times, okay? I, I am a firm believer in if something is not broken, you don't have to fix it. You just you just do not have to try something else. You know what I mean? Because when you do that, you interrupt the 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 flow of things, I guess the feng shui. I don't know what you want, karma, whatever the hell you want to give it a call. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you want to say, it, it you mess up. You know, to me, again, to me, you mess up what's what's actually going on. If that makes any sense whatsoever, <laughs> you guys are probably looking like, what, what are you trying to get at? I do not like how how Chris Paul has approached the last two games that he's played in. Um, I know they lost, I know they won. Uh, the previous game to go up 3-1 on the Clippers. But even when his first game back, I thought that he slowed down the Phoenix Suns. There's times where even in this past game when they, you know, again, shout out to the Clippers for winning 116-102 last night over the Suns. You know, phenomenal job. Um, They switched up on defense playing zone to the Phoenix Suns. So any, you know, I'm not a huge basketball guy, right? I don't know the ins and outs, but I know if you play zone, you can definitely attack the rim a little bit better. You have a guy named DeAndre Aiden, who, in my opinion, is has just been playing phenomenal in this series. I, he really has. And this last game, I was kind of I was upset with him, but then I tried to look a little bit in depth. Uh, Chris Paul has freaking slowed it down to the point where it's oh, it's the Chris Paul show. It, that's all I'm. I'm watching here. It's just the Chris Paul show. Now I know you're gonna tell me. You're gonna tell me, hey, Roll, but shit, he had 22 points last night. Yeah, he did. I, I agree. You know, ph- great job, phenomenal. But your your DeAndre Aiden only had 10 points. Uh, McCall McCall Bridges only had freaking five points, and Crowder only you know he ended up four. There's there, we need help here. Devin Booker ended the night with 31 points. He needs help. The points got to come from somebody else. The guy that I like, that the guy that I've been I've been advocating for is number 23, uh, Cameron Johnson. I like the kid. I think he has a better shot than uh, Bridges. I think he should be in the rotation to start in the game to help with some of these these I know early points that you can get off because when, when the game starts, nobody's you know. Going a thousand miles an hour, I think he should be be left in. My problem with Chris Paul is is the like, I, I don't know why we inbound the ball. It's freaking to Chris Paul every time he gets it. He is walking down the court, like that's what he's doing. He walks down the court, waits a good about ten seconds, and then he stands there at the top of the key, dribbles, trying to eyeball what's going on, pulls up for a three, misses it, all right, and, and continues to freaking miss and and miss again, and then miss again. And MS missed again. Chris Paul went zero for six last night for, for three pointers. Like, stop. You know what I mean? Like, stop. Like, you let's. You're there for to facilitate the ball. You're the point guard, all right. And and you, you come from an old school era. Facilitate. Get DeAndre Ayton in the game early, early stop waiting. And he's, he's I, last night's the only night, you know, Zubak didn't play. He, he strained his knees. So I'm thinking, okay, the Clippers got to come out smaller. Uh, shout out to Moore's uh, senior who, he had a freaking phenomenal night. Like this dude freaking, he went off for the Clippers and I'm sure they're freaking ecstatic. I don't think he can do it two nights in a row, uh, let alone three nights in a row. I don't think he can, I don't think he can, I, I just don't think he can knock it out. I, and, and that's my point. That's my opinion. Who, who knows? You know, I'm, Whatever you want to say. Uh, but I don't think he can He can knock out what he was doing um, last night for whatever reason. Um, but anyway, shout out to him. He you know, he, he took advantage of, of them. But the Clippers did play a little bit smaller last night. So I'm thinking DeAndre Ayton, a little zone defense. All right, let's start feeding the big guy early in this game. Let's let's try to get him involved early. And they, that's what they didn't do. And There was flare-ups at times. He did crash boards. He did get rebounds. He did a great job at that. But Chris Paul has not done a good job in these past two games facilitating the game. Uh, if you remember the last game, not, not on Monday night, the one from Saturday night, that was probably the worst basketball game I've seen in a very long time. Both teams, uh, well, the score was 7 through 71 in the third quarter, and both teams couldn't score for five and a half minutes. It was some of the worst basketball and coaching I've seen in a long time. Um, and, and it showed in this game, in game five, I just it, it showed that, okay, we're a little bit inexperienced here and nobody's having to talk with chris paul like you know I, i'm i don't know why why Payne's not playing a little bit more he, you know he's been fine these last couple nights he ended the night i think with five freaking points but he didn't care Payne didn't, didn't get involved in the game as well there's a different style when he is in the game I don't know if it's because his teammate used to be Westbrook. Maybe that's what it is. He used to play with Russell Westbrook. Um, if you remember when he was OKC, the, the dances they used to do before the game, the pregame, that's Cameron Payne. But Cameron Payne brings a different style. I think it's maybe because he's a little bit younger than Chris Paul, and he doesn't mind pushing up and down the court every single night. But he does a well, a very good job facilitating the game, getting everybody involved. The Suns, I don't see them making three and four passes before they shoot the ball. It's like I said, they inbound it. Um, I've seen Devin. De, well, I've seen Devin Booker jog down. I've seen uh, Crowder jog down. I've seen some of the Cameron Payne jog. Down. I, Chris Paul does not jog down. He'll let the ball keep rolling, keep rolling, then he'll pick it up and he'll dribble. But again, he'll he he's just I don't know, man. It's like just watching Chris Paul versus the LA Clippers, and it's not going to be enough. It's just not going to be enough to put these Clippers away. You're going to have to play every second in that game. And I wish the Phoenix Suns, knowing that they were a little bit smaller, would attack the rim better. It started doing the third quarter. They must have talked about it in halftime. But attack the freaking rim. It was upsetting to watch a little bit, um, especially to, to see – how in transition Chris Paul's not, you know, he, it, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's old age. I don't know if he's sick. I don't get it. I don't know. But he doesn't look like the Chris Paul that we all remember. Everybody on Facebook tears me up. Well, Chris Paul's the team. Chris Paul's that. I hear you. But they've had to deal with with playing without Chris Paul for uh, 11 days while he was making TikToks at home. There's other guys that stepped up in these series, in this one and the one before, and to win it that that are ready to play. So let's get them in the game and facilitate it better. I think you have a better chance of putting Cameron Payne in there a little bit faster. Um, and actually, I know it's going to sound crazy, and they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. But I wish the head coach or the owner would step up and say, Chris Paul needs to come off the bench a little bit. Let him come off the bench and get five, seven, ten points. Because he's not helping. He's turning over the ball more. He's not playing very well on defense. Um, and again, he did okay last night. He did He did all right. But there's you're gonna have to find a way to win the game besides Chris Paul and Devin Booker, who them two have been on a shooting struggle for a long time. Devin Booker got thirty-one points for attacking the rim and getting to the foul line. That's why that was what his money was. So why not stick to the plan? Um, especially DeAndre Ayton, I thought, did a ph- phenomenal job establishing himself. So, again, Chris Paul, you're in the hot seat. That was brought to you by Fanatics.com. Um, I hope you guys get your shit together. I hope you guys, you know, uh, find a way to win because now you got to go back over to freaking the Clippers and try to close them out in their home court, which is not going to be an easy task. It's not. Do not let these guys come back. Um, it, just Phoenix Suns, if anybody's listening to them, and you know the Phoenix Suns very well, point them to this podcast and let them know. Chris Paul has got to facilitate the game better. Get his teammates involved or you're not going to survive getting out the West. That's it. But uh, listen, on the other side of the break, I have a beautiful guest. I have Deborah Driggs who will be coming. uh, What it was like to be a Playboy model, what she's doing now, um, all kinds of things, man. I can't wait to give her, uh, to talk to her. It's going to be awesome. Don't go anywhere. Stay on the other side with the break with me, all right? Your soap is... And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things, open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell. Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. Real soap for real men. Or don't and continue to be mommy's little helper. Hey, I have a beautiful, talented guest. I'm super excited to get to talk to you. have no idea. Uh, my guest has been seen on Muscle Fitness, MTV, uh, NBC. Uh, and then, of course, she was a, a former Playboy model. Uh, my guest is a Playboy of Way centerfold. That was a cover girl. Uh, also in her life as a Screen Actors Guild member. And then a later achieving of the top 5% in her industry as a member of the Million Dollar Roundtable. Uh, my guest also has many hurdles that she has gone over i uh, had to jump through life. And uh, while it seems like Deborah might have like a success, easy come easy to her, nothing can be further true. So my guest, the lovely, the talented Miss Deborah Driggs. How are you doing, man?
1: Hi, how are you?
0: <laughs> I am good. I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, I am so happy that you could be a guest on the show. And again, how we got hooked up and, and joined. I'm, like I told you, this is like a, a small young man's, I hate to say this, crazy, fantasy, I guess you would say. Like, this well, is great.
1: It, it happens. The yeah. universe works in very mysterious ways. So it surely
0: it does. I, I want to ask you first, if you don't mind. I mean, how are you doing? How's family? How's everything going on? In Cali- You're in California, correct?
1: I am. I'm in yeah. Southern California, and everything is going really well. You know, I think we're finally getting back to a routine. And LA's not 100% open, even right. though they try. they're trying to Make you think we are, we're not 100% open, but got you. But no more masks, you know, at least walking outside now, things look uh, relatively back to normal.
0: And and it feels like normal again a little bit?
1: Yeah, it's very interesting to me because, you know, I I had this feeling about six months ago. I thought it'll be really interesting to see when they remove this mask mandate who continues to wear a mask. And (laughs) And we have a lot of people in LA that are still wearing them. So, it it to me, I think it's going to become more of the norm is people wearing wearing masks.
0: Yeah, so uh, you're right. So as at, at here, city of Tampa, well, Florida in general, I, I don't know if we had a pandemic because it didn't seem like we did. Everybody, no, was, you didn't was...
1: know what COVID was. I, yeah. I spent a lot of time in Florida. Florida <laughs> had no clue what COVID was, and I All loved right. it. That's why I. That's why I spent a lot of time there and Texas. Yeah. The i beaches was like where can i here? go yeah. yeah where can i go where i can feel somewhat like yeah i can do stuff and and that's how i felt when i was in in florida i was eat, like i was doing everything i normally would do so
0: yeah but la it was, it, was
1: completely opposite
0: and that's what i heard i, I got friends that are over in la and in they told me the same thing. Like it's rough. We have the, you know, we can't go nowhere. Can't do nothing. Don't let them believe, don't believe the hype that we're opening. Like we're, yeah. we're really not. It's no, like it's, No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no.
1: I've been, I've been to a few of my staples, you know, places that I frequent right. and still requiring a mask. And I, I'll say, well, I thought we were done with the mask. And they're like, no, our business is requiring it.
0: Right. I'm like I, really
1: your business? Like, <laughs> Why aren't you fighting that? Oh
0: my God. I had a hard time when it when like so at work, we have to wear them, of course, whatever the case. Is. but i I found the the hard <laughs> it's so crazy to say this. So like you know how you have a mask on, you nobody can see your expression. Like nobody yeah. can see what right. I had a hard time when everybody was like, okay, don't worry about the mask no more my facial expressions were still like, as if I was under the mask. So sometimes I used to catch me with, with my mouth open. Like <laughs> they're like, what, what's wrong with you? Oh, sorry. never mind. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, always, I thought I had the mask on. I look crazy. Don't I? It's, so, like, yeah.
1: it's yeah. It's so yeah. strange.
0: So that's good. So how, how's family? Are they, everybody good?
1: Everyone's good. Yeah. Yep, everyone's good. Yeah. Yep. We're all healthy. You know, perfect. Everyone's yeah.
0: good. I've been panicked. I have, have uh, I got four kids. So, um, I'm a former military member. So that's, that's, let me explain why I have four kids. Like I deploy, come home and be like, Hey honey, I haven't seen you for 11 months. And then, you know, she's pregnant with another kid. So, yeah. but I had all four, same thing here, man. I, I That's the only thing I've been going crazy about to make sure they've been healthy and they've been good to go, man. I've been really fortunate over here in Tampa to, to make sure they're good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kids are resilient and you didn't hear a lot about Mm-mm. the cases really affecting the kids so much very right.
0: very rare yeah very rare the
1: kids were affected so
0: so i i since i have you here and, and I've jump right into some of the stuff i am so i've read your bio i've read a whole bunch of stuff and i've, I've looked over and i'm like i did not know you know i not i know it sounds crazy like maybe life after playboy has, has been hard or what, but i i was like how did she even get started in that whole because what i what i've seen and heard i was like I heard that you weren't even supposed to be there. Like you weren't even supposed to be doing it or whatever the case may be. And then you left. And then I guess you were labeled difficult or whatever because of it. And then you came back and then boom, you're, you're doing Playboy. So how did that all start? How'd that go about?
1: Yeah, no, I don't know that I was labeled. I kind of thought I I labeled myself Um, because yeah. So I got called in my agent. I had been modeling and doing commercials Mm -hmm. up to this point. and, And in 1989, my agent called me and said, that Playboy was coming out with a new book called The Lingerie Book, and they really wanted to see me for the cover.
0: Mm.
1: And my first question was, is there any nudity involved? And she said, I don't think so. It's for the cover. And <laughs> right. they're really interested in seeing you. I mean, it's legitimate. So I went to the famous building on Sunset. I mm. had never I had never been in the Playboy building prior to this audition. Right, Passed by it millions of times, and... Here I was going to the famous Playboy building. And when I got there, I was handed a robe and told to take everything off and put the robe on and that they would call me and I'd go back into the studio and do do some Polaroids. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, I think you're confusing me. I'm here for for the lingerie book for the cover audition and they said, yeah, well, everything we do is shows your body. We need to see your body. So here you go. Put the robe on. So I put the robe on, but I left my undergarments on, which I think I had kind of like a sporty type bra with with, you know, a thought. Yeah. like a bikini. I look like I yeah. had a bikini
0: on. You're free to say whatever you like here. You're good to yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And so I uh, go in the, they call my name. I go in the studio and I take off my robe and I've got my undergarments on. And the photographer goes, well, we need to see your body. And I said, well, I'm not here to do nudity. I'm here for the cover. So they do the, we do the poll, right. I leave. And I think to myself, oh God, I, I'm yeah. difficult. They're not going to want to oh, hire me. Okay, like, so kinda, it, yeah. yeah. I just kind of wrote it off as an experience. I got to go to the Playboy building, but I in no way thought I would ever be back. And so when I got home that afternoon and checked my messages, mm-hmm. I had a message saying, we would like to test you to be a centerfold. And I literally, my jaw hit the floor because I was like, what? Yeah. I literally, and then I called my agent and she's like, no, it's true. We've already gotten the call. They want to test you to be a playmate. Wow. And I just laughed. I go, I think seriously, they just confused me with somebody else because I did not take off my clothes. Yeah. And I feel like I was really difficult. And she's like, no, they love you.
0: Yeah, they they know exactly who you are. <laughs>
1: yeah, they love you and they want to test you and so then I had to go, go through the whole like you know, then it went into oh my god.
0: Yeah. It, they wanted they wanted to
1: test for Playboy and then I was like, do I want to do that? I don't know. Right. Right. And you know, and so I kind of molded around I, I I was real nervous, you know, I'd never done anything like that and you know, I've, I had a couple of swimsuit companies that I was a regular model for. And, you know, everything I did was pretty conservative, not, nothing nothing flashy or sexy like that. And right. so, so I thought about it. I asked a few people. I had an acting agent and I, they said, well, here's the deal. You know, you could do it but you're definitely not going to be auditioning for family shows or because mm. back then it was a big deal.
0: Yeah. 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 Now, it was, nowadays
1: it, was, it wouldn't yeah, matter, but they prefer back, it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back then you lose, you lost all your, you know, I wasn't going to be doing a Johnson and Johnson commercial,
0: you know, oh, right. endorsements, I was, I yeah. was,
1: yeah, I was going to miss out on the whole family endorsements. So, right. And I don't know if you remember Joel McCullough, Julie mm-hmm. McCullough, She was on a show called Family Ties.
0: Yes, I remember Family Ties. Not
1: not Family Ties, um, Growing Pains, I believe.
0: I remember Growing Pains. (laughs)
1: Okay, so she played Kirk Cameron's love interest on the show, and they Mm -hmm. pulled her off the show when they found out she did Playboy. So that's what I was up against. And so I had to make that decision, like, do I want to make this already? It's already hard to be in this business, and now if I do Playboy, it's going to get a little harder.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I chose to do Playboy,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: don't regret it at all. I think it's a really, a really a cool thing to be a part of Playboy's history. Yeah. Um, my issue is is a collector's item today because Donald Trump is on the cover of my oh, issue.
0: Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah. And so yeah.
1: That, now it's a collector's issue. I get more fan mail today. because because of the president right um and i um shot probably three or four covers for the magazine Mm -hmm. and one of them came out the following month the other one was featured in a movie um and then i did quite a few covers all around the world you know i had a cover in australia i had a cover in london i had a cover in Asia, you know, I had covers everywhere. So So the
0: opportunity, the opportunities opened up. I mean, I I would, I would assume that maybe losing family atmosphere at that time was, you know, it it was rough, but I mean, it it had opened up other doors.
1: Yeah. I just, you know, I felt that the doors that it opened were really good for where the direction of where I wanted myself to go. And so I was okay with it. And I ended up booking a lot of pilots anyway, even though people said you'll never get a pilot with with playboy and i ended up booking quite a few so it it all it all worked out how it was supposed to and you know i i also was during the time when hef got married he kind of changed the way that things were done at the mansion so i missed out on all the the wild parties (laughs) Parties. that everybody talked about because while i was shooting he was planning a wedding with kimberly Mm. and literally they got married while i was shooting i believe and <laughs> so the mansion completely changed really you know?
0: what what did it go from you mean i know that i've i've only heard about you know reading stories and stuff. i've never experienced any of it but i mean it, i know it was wild but what do you mean did the security get tighter did they add more plants and curtains or like what did yeah, they no,
1: it just <laughs> the parties weren't the same you know they mm. were a little bit more conservative there wasn't the the, the the decadence of it all kind of mellowed out. And right. it was all about Hef and his new married life. And yeah. they had children right away. They had two sons. And so now you have a, a whole <laughs> tennis court full of kids' toys. And right. so it was very different, you know? So yeah. I, when people say, what were the parties like? I go, well, I kind of missed out because...
0: Yeah. They and I, just I lo- remember... More it like was... social gatherings and, and yeah. stuff. Yeah.
1: And I remember like when... Uh, when they got divorced and all of a sudden parties started happening again and then i i I got to experience a few but it still was never you know it changed quite a bit
0: so yeah it's an amazing
1: time in my life you know it's like the people that i met the the people that i got to be in proximity of and right and just you know I, it was it elevated me in a whole different way. All of a sudden, people wanted to take meetings, and I was getting called in for all sorts of different opportunities, and and you know, uh, talk shows and radio yeah. shows. I did a lot of radio shows during during my time.
0: And, and let me ask you this so like if you like who was like out of all the actors actresses who are the most you were ever starstruck like were you like did you ever like say oh my gosh I can't believe I got to meet this person or that person like out of everybody I would I, would, I mean I'm pretty sure it's a long list of a-listers I am just thinking like who is the one that you're like I can't believe I met this individual so yeah, man, that's a that great man,
1: that's a really great question I tried um, every once in a while I think, it pops I out there for me it was Jack Nicholson
0: oh man you Mr know. Jack Nicholson yeah absolutely yeah, I
1: spent uh an evening up at his house a friend of mine was really good friends with him mm-hmm. and he didn't tell me that I was going to Jack's house he just said I'm up at my friend's house do you want to come join us for a drink and I got up there about six o'clock and it was a private gated community and I yeah. pull in and the he had a butler and the butler came up to me and said, would you like a drink? And I said, I'll have whatever they're having. And I went in and, um, there's my friend and there's Jack Nicholson. <laughs> and I didn't know Right, right that it right. was Jack Nicholson. And, and hey. it was unbelievable. It was like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even utter a word because I thought anything that comes out of my <laughs> mouth is just going to sound like, Oh, you're my favorite actor. huh?" Ah!
0: <laughs> You know? <laughs> right 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 He's yeah starstruck yeah. a little bit yeah. around what time was this was this like uh because i'm trying to pinpoint like i wonder what he had going on too coming out you know what i mean
1: that would have been in 1994
0: okay 94 so he was probably still doing uh i'm a huge movie buff by the way just throwing that out there i think he was doing the three uh witches of eastwick at the time Maybe. if i'm if i'm yeah yeah, yeah. see so, ya yeah. I love movies, but yeah, yeah that, he was doing that's him, cool. It,
1: the crossing guard, I believe. And...
0: Was he? Was he everything that we see him as? Do we see him like you know? what I mean, it's Jack. Oh, right. Every is, time shows so a Jack. He's
1: Jack. Yeah, he's Jack. Jack. Like... And he says to me, Deborah, do you know what I love about living where I live?"
0: <laughs> and I was like, "I love the face that you're making." And for I was Jack like, Vegas.
1: "And I was like, no, I, I don't. You can tell me." And he's like, "The fog." the fog comes up and it comes up and he's standing in front of this like big window and, and then he's like and then it goes down he just it goes and then i get this view you know and i'm just like jack nicholson is talking about the weather right oh, now i have no earthly idea what the fuck he's talking about right, right. all yeah. i'm watching are these like
0: yeah.
1: grandiose motions and him talking about fog of some sort and i'm just like okay uh, okay.
0: <laughs> what do well, you do? Did he have sunglasses on too when he was talking or, or was he? Probably. I, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, yeah.
1: think he did. But yeah. Uh, and, you know, and he's just so eccentric, you know, right. like so exaggerated. Like everything was so exaggerated. And, and, yeah. um, yeah, that was that one I was a little starstruck on. I was like, oh my God, he's an amazing talent. Yeah. And then, you know, I've met Al Pacino and, oh, uh, wow. Met De Niro a couple times but you know it's like you know you meet these people you might mm-hmm. say a few words and then you, you run into them like at a different out of it out of a different context like they're never gonna remember me but it's like well, I met you once before you know, yeah, and, we're you an know elevator I, I realize and, yeah. I realize that it they they meet so it, many people that it's it's not They can't keep up with that but right but yeah i've met some heavy hitters you know and i've been really really fortunate to to uh be in proximity and meet meet really cool people but yeah i still get starstruck to this day i I always think about like who would actually who would actually right now i'll tell you who's a really nice man and i'm so happy i got to meet him and i met he was sitting next to us at dinner was kiana reeves really and he is so nice because we stopped at his take because the guy that i was with is like this huge john wick fan
0: yeah
1: all all he talks (laughs) about is john wick and he's like that's john wick and i'm like oh my god (laughs) so so i had to like introduce them right because i said he's such a huge john wick fan, and then and keanu grabbed my hand and he said oh well you need to watch him and I was just like looking at my hand going, Oh God, please never let go Don't of my hand. Me. Oh my God. You know, and he's right, just right. kind of been nicer. Like he, he just loved that. You know, we, we were talking about John wick and yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, he's just, he's, he was very kind.
0: Yeah. All the stories I hear about counter too, man. I mean, I, I've read about the subway, how he he still rides the subway. He'll give up his seat. Um, yep. How humble he really is. It, and, and you get this, and I'm, I mean, when you hear it so much on the news and stuff, that you're like, "Well, can it be?" So it's good to hear that you, from your experience, yeah, he's he's very nice. He's so nice, nice,
1: so nice, and, and I probably
0: would have asked him to flip me if he grabbed my hand like, "Look, just John Wick, one move, get this on camera real quick. I promise, this is going to yeah. be on TMZ." I oh, asked no, My for biggest this.
1: regret was that I didn't, you know, and I I just always feel funny trying to ask for a photo, but I'm like, yeah. you know, it's like
0: so once in a uh, lifetime, uh, but yeah. no,
1: I didn't do that, but um. I think the one person today that I would like die to meet and he's, he's actually like, it's all, there's a whole myth about him is, uh, is, uh, uh Bill Murray.
0: Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I would love to meet Bill Murray. I just think he, there is just something so fascinating about him and so funny. He just shows up in random places and right and does crazy things and I, I just like oh god please let me show up one time at one It looks like
0: place. he'd be a lot of fun to hang out with anyway like he looked like he'd be like a the guy yeah. to go to yeah yeah that'd be funny to see so, Bill yeah Mer- he's
1: on my he's on my list of people to meet for sure
0: the bug okay so yeah so i hope it i hope it happens does he live in california or does he live somewhere else because i don't think I don't it's see a mystery
1: vi- it's right. a mystery he's like he's like a rebel you know <laughs> he doesn't even have a phone like people have to call an 800 <laughs> number to book him for movies i mean he's He's super, super That's interesting. Funny.
0: Yeah. That's funny. So I, I don't mean to switch too many gears. Yeah, I, no, I, 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 I wanted to tell you, I, I read one of the quotes that you had and I, I got to ask about the aging gracefully really is a full-time job. I've heard, I've seen that everywhere. Pretty much. I've I, looked at, I'm like, this must be the motto, the the mantra. Like what is it? You know what I'm saying? Is it well, a full-time it's really, job? It,
1: it is. It's and what that is, is really, it's a joke, right? right. Because, to really age gracefully, it's a full time job. It's like, oh my God. And, and you got to do all this work. It's and it used most of the real good aging is like the yoga mm-hmm. and the, the, the balance and the right food and the right products and the right eye cream. And then, you know, you got to get your hair done. And, you know, and I may, I just, I think I got to an age where I was like, you know, this is a full time job, people.
0: Yeah, like I got to start 7 a.m. Yeah,
1: this aging gracefully thing is a full-time job because it's kind of a play on words, you know, because right. aging gracefully is like, you know, you age gracefully. It's not a lot of work, but it's right. a full-time job. Yeah. And so it just became a funny quote of mine. I'd be like, you know, this, this is a full-time job, people.
0: Right. You and know? you've done like, it well. you oh my God! Well.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, oh, my God, so much work. But it's <laughs> fun. Funny. It's fun, too. I... I think it's fun to make fun of the things that, you know, are right in front of you, right in front of the room. And obviously I'm 57. So
0: I I didn't even know I didn't even know that. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah.
1: So I'm 57. And so I, you know, I try to try to make light of my age and 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 appreciate where I am right now in my life, you know. And I feel like at 57, I'm just getting started. I have a whole Whole repertoire of things I want to do. Well,
0: what and, are, what are some of those things that you still want to do? Because I was very fascinated about the million dollar uh, million dollar roundtable. Uh, I was very fascinated. I was like, well, how did you, how did you get involved with that? Is that something that, like you said, that you want to continue to getting involved? With? Is there more? Yeah, for, so for the
1: the million dollar roundtable is basically in my industry, in the life insurance industry. Mm-hmm. When you have uh, sales that exceed mm-hmm. a million dollars, you're eligible to join this club, it's a club (laughs) and and they do events. Yeah. That you're eligible to be a part of the million dollar roundtable, And that Mm. just means that you are selling over a million dollars of life insurance a year. And so I did that three years in a row. You know, Mm. I I was a top producer and the thing that I think I'm most proud of is that I really work directly for the client. I don't work Mm. for the the company. I don't, you know, I'm, I am not captive. I don't sell one product. I'm licensed with all of them. Mm-hmm. And so that gives me more of a field to do what's in the best interest of the client. So I have real good success with that. Mm-hmm. And it, it it really does make a difference in how you are handling your client's needs and the value that you can provide. And so I was really, really good, had good um, luck. I don't like I don't know if it was good luck, but I had <laughs> really three really good years in my industry. 2012, 13, and 14 were really good for me. And I had such strong momentum. Mm-hmm. And you know it's a compliment when people start referring you when they say, Oh, you should use Debra. And that's (laughs) kind of what happened. You know, people, I started getting referrals and the more the referrals came, the less salesy type stuff I had to do. Right. And so, yeah, so I had a really good run with that. And then, you know, 2018, 19, I kind of stepped away a little bit Mm -hmm. and decided that I wanted to just be a referral agent I didn't want to do it full time anymore. In 2018, I decided that I wanted to write a book, but I didn't know for sure. And then mm-hmm. 2020 just solidified that I was gonna Yeah, write a I might as
0: well write the book because uh, everything's like down. an all-tell-all memoir, right? Is that is that
1: yeah, it is. Yeah. It is it is the journey of how for a really good portion of my life everything came really easy. Mm. And even if there were dark times things still came really easy. And it wasn't until I turned 40 that I lost everything. The worst Mm. part of it was I lost my self-confidence. And Mm. I kind of just ended up in this dark, dark place. And I just, it just, I I was perpetuating on this darkness and it just wasn't getting better. And it took me a long time to pull myself out of that. And so I talk a lot about, you know, having all this great success and things just swimmingly (laughs) seem to be going along. And, and then, you know, my divorce was really, really sad for me. And I talk about that. I talk about what happened after that and then how I got into the business world and how my life has come full circle. I am now kind of right back where I started with, I'm working on a film on July 1st. I'm, oh, nice! I go I go on auditions and call sees for, you know, modeling and and commercials. And I'm kind of back where I started. I started yes. It's so life has come real full, real full circle for me. And and so I talk about all of that. I talk about the journey. I talk about how you know I understand what it's like to go through a really dark time, and mm-hmm. and and that it really does take time. Mm-hmm.
0: you know and, and yeah they, I, and i mean I, I i agree with you about dark time I, you know like i was telling you i'm 15 year military veteran i have friends and, and myself we all been to war uh we did six you know i did six tours we we oh
1: wow
0: yeah we we did we went to iraq afghanistan i mean we yep. we had some good heavy times together and and some of my friends i i, I don't want to sit there and sound like like i was able to get clear of it you know i've had my dark times as far as mental uh, mentally you know what i mean when you come back it's it's, it's a total 180 it's it's not the same and you're not the same kind of person but i've had guys right. that, that jumped into that darkness and it was hard for them to climb out what was one of the things that that you really clinged on to to help you uh push out of that dark time was it kids was it was it work or yoga yeah, like, you
1: know, nothing outside of myself that's the thing right. you know i that's the one thing that i realized that there's no reason there was no reason strong enough to pull me out mm-hmm. i had to do it right. and and right. I didn't have, you know, because obviously you would, you would think if you did have a reason, it would be kids and family and, and, you know, just, just feel better. You have three kids, you know,
0: yeah. but it
1: just, it wasn't the case. It was more about for what really did it for me, I think was the surrendering to, Mm -hmm. to the fact that it's okay. And just, and the minute I just finally said enough is enough and surrendered, gave up control and it's interesting because it it really does work when you surrender and you give up the control you can't control anything or Everything, anybody yeah. you can only control what you do how you react and all that right. stuff we, we we know all this but what's interesting is that i still go through times where i will go back into that old thinking or that old mm-hmm. pattern and try to control here i am Oh,
0: right.
1: <laughs> you know, something happened. I'm yeah. like, oh, I can let me grab on. I can, and then it takes me a little, l- doesn't take me as long now to go, really? You have yeah. no control over this. Let it go. Right. And so, you know, it's a practice. It's a mm-hmm. real practice to surrender, let it go. And, you know, but trauma, trauma and post traumatic syndrome and all these things, they're tricky because yeah. they can hit you when you least expect it.
0: I agree. I totally agree with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know,
1: sometimes things can hit me out of the blue and I'm like, Whoa, where'd that come from? <laughs> you know, and I'm not really prepared for that. And so now I take that situation, whatever it is that that I thought I wasn't prepared for and I go, how can I better prepare for this next time around? Right. Instead right. of going down this rabbit hole, why don't I prepare that if this type of thing happens again, I have a set of, tools or set of
0: something steps to steps I yeah.
1: take that yeah. prevents a complete spin-out.
0: I agree. I you know it's funny you say it comes out of nowhere. I so when I had got back on my on my first tour or my second I think it was my second tour. My second tour the you know kids and why they want to go to disney world let's go to disney let's do all that stuff and i was like yeah let's we'll go we're gonna you know i'm military-minded at that point where i'm just like okay we're gonna we're up by 6 a.m we'll be eating breakfast at 7 out the door by 800 we're gonna do all these things and when i got to disney world i had almost like a a, an anxiety attack like a freak out because there were so many people around me and i was like uh and my god bless my she saw that i was sweating and it wasn't from florida weather she saw like she's like okay do you need to breathe i I need a second i need a second and she's a former military member as well so she was able to coast me through it a little bit i was like okay but you're right it hit me out of nowhere and then i was like oh crap i'm not ready to be in that type of environment i need to work on myself a little bit and fix whatever's going on so i agree with you it it hit it pretty hard too man um yeah
1: and and i so for example, I'm not a real good, I don't do well in that circumstance
0: mm-hmm. either. Yeah. You know,
1: being in a crowded, loud. Yeah. So I'm not a person that really goes to concerts. I, I just don't like to be in an enclosed
0: yeah. me neither. area
1: I, I, that's loud and I can't hear anything. And, and right. it just just causes me a lot of lot of stress. I have a girlfriend, it's interesting. I have a girlfriend that I visited in Tennessee back in October. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me that she was at that concert in Vegas. And, oh, wow. And yeah, she has like oh, intense, my can imagine. intense. Yeah. so she sat me down because we met and then we were going to walk down the main uh, street in Nashville and she was going to show, I'd never been to Nashville. and So she's showing me around, but she had to sit me down and tell me that she could have a freak out because mm-hmm. she was in the fourth row. And she had a lot of people around her didn't make it. She was with a group of six girls and they all kind of went their own directions and she was tripping over, over dead bodies. And, and Mm. so she, every time she hears any type of noise, she.
0: Yeah. Completely.
1: It it, it, it hits her on a very deep level. So she had to explain this to me because she's like, I don't want you to think that there's something wrong with me, but I could. I could freak out if, the, bit, yeah. if there was loud noise or whatever, and I just thought, "Wow, oh my god!" You know, you just don't realize how.
0: Oh, yeah. fireworks! Firework was a uh, fireworks was a big problem for a long time. Um, you know, the louder, obviously, the louder the noise. It was like, "Oh my god, it's another IED!" Or you know, yeah. it, that was bad. Um, um, people used to take pictures, and the flash would would you know, I'm jerking and like, <laughs> like moving around, and people around me was like, "Oh my goodness, what's going?" But it took me it took actually practice. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It took practice to try to bring bring my, like you said, bring, you have to bring yourself out of it a little bit. It took me a little bit to try to get back into, OK, let me let me fix some of these things. And you usually you yeah. really don't completely fix, but you can able to okay understand, OK, that's not where I'm at. That's not what I'm going on. I'm only in a grocery store and that was a cereal box that hit the floor. So don't don't go panicking. (laughs) You got to kind of like work your way through. So I completely, I completely understand. And God bless your friend. I mean, I I couldn't imagine. We were trained and then we still would have, you know, you know, PTSD and you would have these thoughts and these reactions. I cannot imagine as a civilian just going to go hang out for the night and then uh, unleashing, you know, what happened that night was. Oh, yeah. Unimaginable. And I told
1: her, I said, you know, it's interesting. I've never met anybody that was in a in a situation like that ever. Right. right. You know? So even that, like what are the chances of meeting somebody who was actually there and in it? Yeah. And so we had a whole talk about that. But yeah, so life is very, it's very interesting. And I think it's really important now to for me to have a really good routine, you know, that I kind of follow, I don't follow it completely hundred percent, but I have structure now that's a little bit different and it's, it's geared for preventing those spin outs. And right. sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't.
0: All right. Oh, well, and so I'll I'm agree.
1: constantly like yeah, revamping it yeah. and challenging. Yeah. And like I said, when things happen, I go, okay, how can I better prepare for that?
0: Right. That
1: just snuck up on me out of nowhere.
0: We call it we call it uh, Met TC is what we call it Met TC, and uh, it's really it's an acronym, but it's Met TC mission, enemy, time, terrain. It, it's kind of like I have to adapt and overcome these obstacles all the time, and, right. and that's what we're doing. So it, it's it's one of the sayings that me and the guys say. You know, especially when the guy's like, hey, man, have you guys dealt with this? isn't he's like, yo, you better met TC that and just figure out a way to adapt and, and come overcome it. Because yes. like you said, it's always evolving and it's a living, breathing thing so that you have to try to try to work over. Um, but I, I can't wait for your book. I, I definitely I, I love to read books. I know in this day and age where people, you know, you can read on your phone or see, I actually like I, do to sit too, down. Though. I like I like
1: I like it. It's comforting. And yes, it's I like peace. to do both. I like to read and I like to listen to books and so yeah yeah i have found this last year that i have i've read some really amazing books and and it's been kind of really cool to mm-hmm. to 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 dive into that you know i i had lists and lists and lists of books mm-hmm. you know like that people referred me and then finally this year i was like i'm downloading them right. and i'm just gonna start shipping away and and you know go through my list and so yeah. it's been cool yeah
0: that's great. And the books—it's later on this year or next year—that'll be coming out. Next year. Next year. Can't I just
1: formed—I just formed a publishing company because I want to self-publish. Oh yeah. And so, um, so next year, yeah.
0: That's perfect. So I know you—you're you, a very busy woman, and you have a lot of uh, things are going on. I would like to play a game with you if you don't mind. It's—it's it's sure. called this and that. It's nothing crazy. It's—it's it's my way. You know, it's called on the clock. So now you're kind of like in the hot seat a little bit. You're on the All clock. All right. I got to see yeah.
1: Right. yeah, this is this is going to
0: be great. It's nothing too okay. crazy, but it's just different questions. So, here's okay. this and that with Miss Deborah Driggs. Oh. There you go. Oh. So, like I said, it's just a series of questions that we ask to see what you like and see what you don't like and and again, these are questions that uh, we have a sports group and these questions come up and they're just wild crazy little questions. Okay. But I'll start easy and then I'll work my way up. So, okay. first one's first do you prefer pancakes or waffles pancakes? Oh, you're a pancake girl. Yeah. I'm a waffle guy. I don't know what's going on. with. Pan- I've never had like a really good pancake that hasn't, I don't know. Do you like um, the crust around the edges or you just.
1: No, just a I like really good buttermilk pancakes. <laughs> pancakes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good. That's nothing wrong yeah. with that. I guess. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. That's beautiful. So question number two, when you get, <laughs> I see your face. Like I see you're so focused and ready. So when you're putting on your shoes, let's say tennis shoes, do you go sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Do you go sock, sock, shoe, shoe? How do you do it?
1: Sock, sock, shoe, shoe.
0: Yeah, see, there's some psychopaths out here that are putting a sock on, then their shoe. The other one's barefoot. I don't know who does this.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> equal attention, equal attention.
0: <laughs> I don't like my feet being cold, so I got to put them both on. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. Okay, yeah. third question. When you're taking a shower... Okay. And you have the curtain, let's say you have a curtain shower. Do you enter the shower in the front where the handles are, or do you go to the rear of the shower, enter from there?
1: Well, I would have to say if I have the curtain, I think I'm going in from the back, not where the shower head is.
0: Okay. I've interviewed several people and it was a big debate. They, a lot of people that I saw the majority go to the front. No. Yeah. I don't understand. Do you like super hot showers? Are you that one that takes a scolding shower?
1: I'm not a super hot. Okay. I like a hot shower, but then I like to end it with a cold plunge.
0: So that's my, that was my next question. Do you go hot and cold or hot the whole way? Because and it's crazy. I don't know what it is. I love a hot slash cold shower. I need to feel rejuvenated. It's almost like dunking yourself in a bucket of ice. You have to. Yeah, I don't know why people don't do this. People it's tell really me it's
1: really cr- good for inflammation. So I, really? I and I'm not and I don't like to go in those um cryo
0: Yeah, the genetic or, uh, Yeah. I don't
1: like those, but I like a cold plunge.
0: So really? I'll dive
1: I'll dive into a 45 degree cold plunge. But really? I will not get in those cryo things. I just that, they don't feel right to me.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I, it doesn't look right to me. I feel like I'm going to come out like a shrunk. like a <laughs> I get a little claustrophobic my- in there,
1: yeah. too. I can't, <laughs> I can't I can't lie. do it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to do, if I'm going to tan, I'm not going to be in the tanning booth. I need, let me, I'll get yeah. the vitamin D from their actual sun. I'm not going to do exactly. anything else. Okay, so here's the last question. Oh, If you were on a first date, first date, what is the restaurant that you would like to go to? Is it Italian, Spanish? What is your ultimate first date that you'd be like, this is where I would like to go? Or this is what I like to do.
1: Well, first date, I wouldn't want to go anywhere real loud. Yeah. Um, probably something quiet and intimate so I could hear what the person was saying if it's a first date. All right. And if I had to choose a restaurant theme, I would probably go with either Italian or a steakhouse
0: ah there we go see majority so we found out majority of women in this poll that they were having on yeah. facebook and stuff would rather go to a steakhouse than you know like one of these fancy schmancy italian yeah. restaurants yeah yeah what yeah. is what is uh if you can enlighten the fellas on this because i tell my buddies all the time like guys that are dating is like take it to a steakhouse no oh, you can't take a can't take it to a steakhouse on your first day like, she might like steak man who knows
1: yeah, it's not about the steak. It's it's more about just the vibe. Right. Um, Yeah, you know, you have Burns in Tampa.
0: Yes, and Ruth Chris as well. Yep, we have yep. both of those. So
1: Burns is world famous.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Because they have probably the largest wine cellar than any restaurant in the United States.
0: Really? I didn't know that.
1: Yes. So the Burns Steakhouse is one of the most famous steakhouse. I used to eat there all the time when I'd come visit Tampa. Yeah. Uh, but we have a steakhouse here called Mastro's. Mm. And so yeah, Mastro's is a good first date
0: place to go to, huh? Yeah. Well, see, so that that's that's beautiful. So I'm gonna go to Burns. I didn't know about the I've been to Burns about three or four times. I haven't been there for the wine or anything, but I I'll try that the next time. Yeah. So have you been to Tampa? How many times have you been to Tampa?
1: Oh gosh, I you I've been there several times. My yeah. mother lives in Ocala.
0: Oh, okay. That's so, not far from
1: here, yeah. So I, yeah, I either fly into Tampa or I fly into Orlando. But uh, she's lived there now since 1990. She lived in Tampa first, mm-hmm. and she moved there in 97, 96 okay. or 97, and um, spent a lot of time there because when I was married, my husband worked on Home Shopping Network quite a bit.
0: I like that was bin. that's good. That's nice. That's yeah, a nice touch. My I like husband. That's yeah. He, so I like he that.
1: worked he worked on home shopping network. So we went back and forth to Tampa quite a bit.
0: That's awesome. So do you well, do you have plans of coming to Tampa instead soon, soon? Because if you do Dinners on me. We'll either go to Burns or there's a beautiful. I know. Is, I like mom and pop shops as well. I like the yeah. small. You get good food for eight bucks. Like eight bucks. Like it's, yeah. it's great. Food. <laughs> it's a lot you of food. You gotta
1: love mom and pop shops. Oh, absolutely. There's there's they, a I spot. prayed I prayed for the mom and pop shops during COVID. Man, I was like, God, please let them stay open.
0: Same here. There's there's yeah. a great. The, what I was gonna bring up, but there's a great spot here in West Tampa. It's called uh, El Galo de Oro. It's a Cuban restaurant. It's been open for 37 years. Um, the daughter and her husband has taken over. Wow. Yeah, they've taken over. They've been through their you know trials and tribulations with hurricanes. And I think the restaurant at one point in the, in that span had burned down. They had rebuild it. So they this is a famous uh, West Tampa Cuban spot. So if you ever get the chance to come here and if you want to hit me up, email me, like, hey, I'm coming to Tampa. I will get you this beautiful yeah. Cuban sandwich. You let me know, Ms. Deborah. I'm telling you right now, you're going to love it because – this place is just, I mean, it's not a Burns, of course, but it, it reminds
1: <laughs> me of that movie, Chef, with John Favreau. Yes, I they love that movie. They made those Cuban sandwiches.
0: Yes, and the grilled cheese and how they did it. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, I remember the pickles. that movie. Yes. I'm
1: dying. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. I can uh, okay. eat through that whole movie. Oh, Everything I know. he made, I was
0: like, oh, God. Did you watch his Netflix special, The Chef, when he had all the ne- he put You a- know,
1: no, I have not seen that, but oh. I know that chef. Yes. I know the chef that he trained with here in LA and I know that restaurant. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, he I'm has a, a whole total butt, uh, foodie. So when me I saw too. that.
0: <laughs> me too. Every episode, there's something different that they're cooking and they're referencing the show and stuff. And oh my gosh, looking at that show, you're like, I- I'm going to go eat something yeah. right now because yep. it's so good. So that's great. But
1: yep. well, my friend, I can do a little plug here. My yeah, friend sure. is putting on a concert on July 4th fourth weekend. I'm not sure if it's July 4th or July 3rd and um, sister Hazel's performing. There's a big concert happening in okay. Tampa and, uh, and he is putting this whole show on um,
0: right.
1: first live event, you know, in Tampa. That's, that's and I beautiful. guess it's sold out.
0: Yeah. But I mean, Tampa, Tampa is a, I, the reason why I've stayed here, I love staying here is because Tampa is not as it's not as fast as Miami but you have just as much stuff to do as Orlando. So like, it's really, it's like a good mixture of things. So like things like that, like live concerts, they sell out quick here. People love to go out. They love to do stuff. And like I said, it's Florida. So nobody even knows what COVID is, but uh, they're going to go, they're going to go out anyway. And, and that's awesome that they get the live show here, July 4th weekend. Perfect. And if you get more information, let me know. I'll I'll shoot out IG and I'll promote them as well. I'm, I'm not one of those IG pages where you get those messages and then, like they don't promote or say anything for like 10 weeks or whatever the case is. No, I'll, I'll promote whatever I can. It's it, especially I don't charge nothing. I don't even care. It's, it's all good.
1: Yeah. So I'll just tell you, cause I'm sure, sure he posted something about it.
0: Absolutely. Fourth of
1: July. Yeah. Fourth of July, Tampa, Florida.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's see. Where's the flagger here.
0: Is it Emily Fourth arena July, or is it going to be Fairground? Freedom.
1: It's freedom. Music events. Answers. your question, mm. Sister Hazel freedom.
0: Freedom gotcha
1: freedom music events is that what you asked me
0: yes yeah i just wanted is it the is that the venue where it's going to be at It
1: just says freedom music events so yeah i will i will get you probably the
0: fairgrounds or amelie arena whichever one yeah yeah that's great so i'm super
1: excited this is my friend's first live event he got he got he he does all my marketing and so he said you're not gonna believe this i got asked to do a live event and he's turned into a promoter now. And I said, "Okay, well, don't leave me behind in the dust with all right. my marketing stuff, you know."
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't don't leave me on the back burner. I st- I got TV shows to jump on here, buddy. So that's- yeah. So he's
1: yeah. So he's he's doing a big concert. I w- I want, really wanted to go yeah. and support him, but I have I'm shooting a movie here. In LA nice. on July first, so two. And that's the to, start
0: of start filming starts on July first.
1: Yeah, so I start my part starts filming on July first, and so I just need to be here the second or third just in case they want to do some reshooting or whatever. So okay. to. Go am to, I
0: allowed, uh, is this like a, it's not a Marvel studio secret, but like, is this a, like, is this something I could be told about what, what movie, what are you shooting and, and what's the I'm role? shooting,
1: I could just tell you, I'm shooting a movie. Sure. It's, the name of the movie is Neon Bleed mm-hmm. and I am playing the part of the mother. So my name is Vivian in the movie. Nice. And so um, that's probably all I can really say right now. Yeah. It's, you know, it's in production right now. It's filming Perfect. right now. I think that's they awesome. had day, day one today. Uh, mm-hmm. day 1 of shooting day and and I shoot on Thursday. So
0: so you yeah, so unfortunately this
1: this? yeah, not not this one I don't yeah. um uh, because it's it's not a it's not a big big role. It's a right. smaller role and that's okay because my first first movie yeah. out of the gate. Yeah. So no, I'm excited about it actually. That's and yeah, so I'm here shooting and so I can't go to Tampa to be to watch his concert on the 4th right. cuz I'm here but yeah. So
0: Okay. That's perfect. And I, I wish you the most luck on, on your movie. That's I, that's so dope. Much. That's so cool, man. I can't Thank believe it. And again, I know you're a busy woman. If you ever want to jump on here again, if you want to come talk, if you want to come promote the book, promote Thank whatever you. you like, you shoot me yeah. a message time and date and I'm boom. That's you're perfect. locked in. And you're and good tell to go. All
1: your, tell all your viewers to hit me up at my website. You know, they yes. can shoot me an email. Um, If you sign up for my email list and you join mm-hmm. me on my journey um, you'll receive right away 15 tips of things that I do every day that are not, Perfect. they don't cost money. They're, these are just real simple things that I write on my whiteboard, basically of everything I do. And mm-hmm. when you go to my website, all my social media links are there. So you can follow me on my journey. I write a weekly blog, which is nice. really nice. And these are all things that are going to be talked about in my book. So mm-hmm. I write a weekly blog based on something that I'm writing about in my book and uh, like I said yeah two books coming out next year. I'm working on a film so things are good and yeah, yeah I'd love to come back for sure.
0: Absolutely. And you let me know. Like I said I'm I'm already signed up for your your newsletter and all. I've already signed everything up just so you know. Okay, oh, so, perfect. Yeah, yeah perfect. I've I already. Yeah, as soon as we started planning, I was like, I am full in on whatever project she has going on because oh, I fell in love you. with everything that you did. Did you get your on. 15 tips? I sure did. I got my 15 tips. I read it with my wife, and she's like, Are you going to do any of these tips? I said, Yes, because uh, Deborah Driggs said I should do these. These are suggestions. Yay. So she, she was looking at me, she's like, Are you sure? You know, you know, how wives are. Awesome. Are you sure? Absolutely. Awesome. So we're going to do them together. Uh, because we're that I'm that funny of a guy. Like whatever I do or whatever she does. Yeah, I know it's great to together. Absolutely,
1: yeah, absolutely. Great. It's, then yeah. you're supportive of each other.
0: Well, and that, then, when, and, you and know, I think when she likes to make fun things, of me too. Yeah,
1: when things go a little <laughs> sideways, you go, "Hey, let's go do our 15 tips, and then we'll discuss this."
0: Yeah, then we'll discuss this, and I will email you, let you know which one has worked, which one was uh, a trip, exactly. Or which one- <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: stay in touch. I love it.
0: Absolutely, ma'am. Everybody on the clock radio, we have Miss Deborah Driggs. You be beautiful, stay healthy, Thank and you. I can't wait to see what's going on in the future for you.
1: Thank you so much. Thank yes, you, ma'am. everybody.
0: Hey, on the clock fans, that's all I got for you. I don't have anything else. Uh, I want to say thank you to my guest, Deborah Driggs, who joined the show. Thank you so much. You're more than welcome to come back on. I love talking with you. I love listening to your story. I love hearing about Jack Nicholson. Uh, please, by any chance, come over, especially when you have your your movie release and also your book release. I would love to talk to you and see how everything's been going and, and get a little bit more in depth about uh, what you wrote and, and, and the movie as well and, and what other future endeavors you have and maybe even talk. Talk about another steak dinner. Who knows? <laughs> but hey, on the clock fans, listen, if you love what you heard, you like what you what you what we got going on, listen, follow us on all social medias at on the clock radio. Also, if you want to join the debate, go ahead and shoot me an email on the clock 20 at gmail.com and also our Facebook group. If you want to talk uh, sports or whatever debate back and forth and you feel like you can uh, hang with us on all um, in the group, trust me it's an intense group. Come on to all OTC sports uh, Facebook group, find us like hit the page and, and we'll accept you, man. So uh, don't do anything crazy. Stay safe. I'll be back in a couple days. I got a, a, so much more guests that you're going to love um, bringing on to the show. I love you guys. Stay safe. And if you haven't talked to somebody in a very long time, reach out to them. You never know what they might be going through. But that's all I got for you. Be safe. I'll talk to you soon. All right. You're on the clock.